0: Are you seeking advice? Are you looking for guidance? Someone to help you make the most of your life? Do you need a mentor? You are in the right place. You have found the Mentor Project Podcast. We're here to enlighten the path of those that seek advice in their lives. More people need help these days than ever before. Join us for a unique discussion. All you have to do is sit back and relax now. Let's get started.
1: Hey, welcome, everybody. This is The Mentor Podcast, and this is, I'm just going to start off right now. I'm going to tell you right now that I I like this topic tonight that we're talking about. Why is that, you ask? It's because it's about podcasting. It's something I've been doing for a very, very long time. I've had the years of experience with it, got into radio, uh, converted it into video casting, if you want to call it that, and then podcasting. And then that's what we're doing today with this episode. I do this for a living uh, through KBGI Media, but over the years, I have brought in a numerous amount of clients back and forth, and a lot of them I've hand-taught or hand-walked through or processed the uh, the thought process in their minds of, you know, no fear, get out there and be yourself, and don't worry about it. Um, there are some tips and tricks that we're going to talk to you tonight about, and and. The reality is, this is kind of the podcast 101, but it's a little bit more than that. Because the two guys that I'm bringing on, I would claim today that they're experienced podcasters. Why? Because they've been doing this over five years, and they love what they do. And in fact, one of them has expanded to not just the one show that we started off with, but quite recent of the time that we started which was about 2016 a second show did it for many years and then now i think is doing three shows right now and then uh, you can count the mentor podcast as the fourth show or the third show depending on what he's doing he's pretty busy so let me welcome in my two mentors tonight and they're also the guest tonight that is Stuart Sachs and robert mesh which we also call the smoker broker for robert and then um Stewart's kind of given his own name. He, he calls himself the talk show host.
2: Um, <laughs> something that
1: he does. But um, the the interesting concept between the two gentlemen tonight, are, the, podcasting is one of those things that you have something in your heart you would like to share. Uh, whether it's business, personal, it's irrelevant. But you have something you want to share. And it's not always about knowing the person. It really isn't. It's about just wanting to get to do it. Um, and so I'm going to let these two guys talk. Uh, I'm going to start with Stuart. Um, he is uh, closest to uh, the situation that I'm, I'm discussing tonight of a story that I think is pretty cool. And I think you guys should hear this story. Um, and if you've heard this before, you might have heard it through KVGI Radio over the years. But uh, you've never heard it on the Mentor Podcast. And so, Stuart, I have a question for you.
0: Okay, I got an answer for you.
1: Well, it's real simple, actually. Uh-oh. Tell tell everybody the story of how you got into radio and and then explain you can you can be short or elaborate, but explain the year's difference between you got into it and then had to go do something and then you came back and then you were like it was a void. It was something that was there that you just you kept shoving at your heart. Going, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. So take it away.
0: Well, thanks, Mark. Uh, I, I studied broadcasting when I was in college, and that's what I want wanted my career to be. I wanted to be in radio. Never wanted to be on TV, only wanted to be on radio, whether it was as a DJ or a talk show host, whatever. Well, I studied it, got my degree in it, uh, but that was at the time when we were uh, deeply involved in the Vietnam War. I went through ROTC in college and got my commission, and of course, as soon as I graduated from college and was heading to, uh, actually, it was into Chicago to be a broadcaster, uh, Uncle Sam said, no, here's your orders. We're sending you on an all-expense-paid trip to Southeast Asia, Uh, so went to Vietnam, came back from Vietnam, and uh, uh, was planning on going back into broadcasting, but my parents were in the retail business. They had two stores and they were opening a third one. Dad was in one store. Mom was in the other store. And who was going to run this new third store? I don't know. So I said, okay, guys, here, here's the deal. Uh, I'll come in and I'll help you for one year. We'll We'll get the store up and running. We'll find a manager for the store. And then I'm going downtown Chicago Knocking on doors and going to get into, get in, into radio. Okay. That was
2: like, it was like Mr. Holland's opus where he doesn't want to go into school. He don't want to be nope. the principal. the Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> you know, years later.
0: <laughs> and, and that was the deal. So now comes the long story short part where 40 years later.
1: Yeah. See, that was supposed to be one year folks. One, one, one year. This was, was supposed to be one year.
0: year. I met, I met Lauren. Uh, who became my wife, also became my partner in the businesses. Uh, We ended up opening up four more stores together. Uh, We spent 40 years in the retail business uh, and ended up in Florida. And lo and behold, we finally decided it was time to retire. Uh, Our son had relocated to Northern Texas, and we thought, okay, let's let's just close shop and we're just going to move to Texas to be closest to our, closer to our son. that's exactly what you did. And that's exactly what I did. That was back in, in 2013. Uh, and sat around for a while thinking, Hmm, what am I going to do with myself? Uh, now that I'm retired, I was going to just sit and read books. That's what I wanted to do. Read books. Maybe, maybe try to dabble in radio again. Well, I could, I got about through about a book and a half and I said, this is boring. And I went to, I I went to actually, I think it was one of the legends uh, that had their, their uh, get togethers uh, uh, over at the, at the stadium where they. uh,
1: Back at the time it was the NBA D league, the Texas legends. And uh, they were going to call it a network mixer or something like that.
2: Exactly. Great organization. Great organization.
1: Yeah, and, and I went
0: and I went and uh, somebody was there and stood up and mentioned something about KVGI radio. And I thought, hmm, what's that all about? So I did a little bit of homework and I found out that KVGI radio at the time was located in Hall Park, which wasn't too far from home. I said, you know, what? maybe I'll just go over there and see. Maybe they could use some help. And I did. I walked in one day. Well, first of all, I walked I walked in and there was nobody there.
1: Uh, <laughs> I remember that Yeah,
0: and I thought, oh, this, this is quite a radio station. There's no, there's nobody here, but, uh, I, I met Mark and, and I said, uh, Hey, listen, uh, I, I'm retired and I used to be in radio a long time ago. Uh, when I was in business, I used to write my own commercials and record my own commercials, uh, and if I got I got nothing on my plate. If you want somebody to help, maybe write and record some some uh, spots or whatever, I'll be happy to help out. And Mark said to me, and these are pretty much his exact words. He said, "You know, you got a pretty good voice. It does. <laughs> how'd you like your How'd you like to have your own radio show? Yeah.
2: And, and, and
0: as I have said, I, I rolled my tongue up from the carpet. And and I had been waiting fifty years for someone to say that to me, and I said, "Oh, God, oh, oh yeah, 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 I'd love to." And he'd say, "Okay, I'll tell you what, give it some time, uh, jot down a few ideas of what you might want to do, and all, and get back to me." That was that was our first meeting. Eight o'clock the next morning, I was in his office, and I said. Here's a couple of ideas. The, the one idea is for a show called someone you should know. I would love to do it. It's going to be about inviting people of all different backgrounds and guests and, and they come on the show and just talking And, and, and this is I mean. he says, you got it. And that, and that was a start. That was, that was seven over seven years ago. Yeah. And Mark, Mark just gave me the opportunity. I sat down in the, in the, I think the first show or two, I might've been a little nervous, I knew in my head what I wanted to do, but that you know, radio fifty years ago was a completely different oh yeah system. Oh, uh, yeah. You know the microphones, the the studios, the everything. the boards, everything was different. And I thought, man, am I going to be able to fit into this? Mark says, no problem. Just sit down. I'll turn the mic on and you'll talk. Yep. and we did, and that 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 was the start. And honestly. When I look back at twenty at, at, at 2015, when, when I started that show, that's all I wanted to do with the rest of my life, go into the radio studio. It was a live show. I had to find guests that could come. And,
2: and at, at, at that yeah. time
0: when we started, it was on Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Yep. And to make sure that a guest would show up in the studio at 10 a.m. on a Friday morning, you know, uh, uh, Robert's, Robert's not in his head. He knows, he knows what I'm talking about. You're doing your show live and all of a sudden it's three minutes to start. And you're, <laughs> you're not there and you think, and you're on the phone. Uh, where, uh, where are you? Uh, I'm driving around the, uh, the, 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 parking lot trying to find you. Well, we did, we did that for gosh, it must've been a year, almost two that we did the shows live on Fridays. Then you relocated the studios. Yep.
1: Exactly. And
0: lo and behold, that's when Mark decides, you know, uh, let's add video to, to this radio show.
1: And not only that, I was also expanding. I decided to add a second studio. And then I was like, okay, now how am I going to get more shows?
0: Right. Yeah, and I'm thinking, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm radio. I'm not. I'm yeah. not video. I'm I, a good I am, that conversation. I'm audio. I'm. I'm radio. What is this now? Now I've got to brush my hair, and I've got to. I've got to put on a nice shirt to 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 look decent. And he says, "Oh, yeah, kind of." And and so then we started doing the show with video, and that to me is kind of when this word podcasting really came into being because before that it really was kind of radio, uh, audio radio and, and conversations and back and forth. But then all of a sudden by adding that, that visual element to it, it elevated the show to a, a different level. Right. Uh, and, and, and again, uh, Robert's not in his head because now you had to have a backdrop and Robert mm-hmm. always had his smoker broker ba- backdrop behind him so while he's talking you could see you know so, some stuff too well right you know co- then covid hit and all and now everybody decided for, because they're going to be sitting at home uh, doing nothing because they can't go outside and can't go anywhere now more and more people i think decided to get into podcasting and that's uh, correct yep. that's kind of where our discussion is today is everybody in the world now wanted to be a podcaster.
1: And it's the biggest explosion in internet history as podcasting and video, TikTok videos, things like that. I'm going to stop you there.
0: Yeah, okay. I
1: want, I, want to, I want to go back to Robert. I want Robert now to tell his story because as you guys are listening out there, you're listening to one great mentor and you're about to hear from another one. I want you to understand that at the end of what Robert's about to tell you too, there's a couple of tips that I'm going to give you. And, there, and Stuart gave some, and I know Robert's going to give some, but we're going to finalize those at the end of this conversation, because I want you to understand that podcasting is actually really simple. And Stuart put a few keywords in there. So Robert, I'm going to you for the same question, right? Now, yeah. I know your story is a little different. I know yeah. your story was more business related on, yeah. on sharing information of experiences that you had done all those years in business. Yeah. Um, so it, while it may not have been a, you know, a 50 year thought process, uh, it was a process that you decided that I got to pull the plug and just go do this. It, and now yeah. it's now or it's now or never. And I keep thinking never because I'm not doing it now. I got to do it. Yeah. So tell us, go back and t- talk to me about 2016 when you wanted to do this. What was your mentality? What was your thought process? And where were you and your team to actually push forward on this?
2: Yeah, so it's funny, you know, you listen to Stewart talk and, you know, first of all, it's just the worst amount of envy. He he literally has, I don't know how someone hasn't picked up on his voice somewhere along the lines where somebody asked him to do uh, some major show because he does have a radio voice, you know. And you know, Robert,
1: uh, I'm going to stop you just for a second. He does have a radio voice. But what he did—he has a radio face
2: too, right?
1: Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He looks like Walter Cronkite right now. You guys, unfortunately, you guys can't see the video part of this, but uh, he's uh, chewing on something like a bubble gum or something. Pretty much what Walter would do. Yeah. But uh, no, you know, he did work for a big company for Walt Disney, and um, he didn't mention that. But Walt Disney back before he went to Vietnam War. So, anyways, keep going.
2: His, 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 his—it's such a envy. I could only—I don't even know how to hope for to have a voice like his because his voice is so—it's so resounding when he's speaking. And you know, I think he could be talking about ants, and somebody would be like, "Oh, that's awesome!" You know, and he's just talking about the stupid ants walking back and forth between the mound. And I mean that sincerely. I mean, he has that type of voice.
1: It sounds like a uh, some kind of a comedy. Uh, animation cartoon that you need to do, Stuart. No, I don't know. I don't you know, know
2: how he hasn't been picked up at some right. point where someone heard said talking about ants. Yeah, no, exactly. I'd listen. I, I'd be like, it's soothing. It's almost like a Morgan Freeman voice, you know? I mean, he's got that type I'd pay $59.95 voice. to see that movie. <laughs> I would. I would. But, uh, you know, I was laughing. So I'm listening <laughs> to him. Uh, you yeah, know, Stuart, it's hard to uh, to be on the same show with him when we talk about experience in broadcasting and because my story is different than his and they're both the same success levels they're just different ways about it but i'm listening to you talk about how you you beg stewart to come in and do the show and then i'm like i start pacing mine back and mine was more like mark is is looking at me like this guy's pretty arrogant and i'm not sure that he can actually do this freaking show (laughs) so i start laughing i'm listening i never heard the stewart part and I'm like, that's funny. I go, as the complete opposite. I go, I had to make my way on to do it. But, you know, in Mark's defense, and I think any producer's uh, defense, so many people want to do podcasting. You know, the whole point of this particular show is that we want you to, and we want you to do one-on-one because we do think anybody can do it. But the truth of it is, too, you have to have the substance and you have to be able to talk as long as you possibly could about anything to make it interesting. Even like I joked about the ant pile. I mean, I would, I would like to believe if there was an ounce of silence, if I had to talk about an ant pile, I'd be pretty good at talking about the stupid ant pile. And I think that's hard for some people and that's one of their difficulties, but anybody could do it when they get through. But it was so funny to me listening because I literally had to gain Mark's respect I had to, and that's not like he didn't respect me the first time. You right. know? I mean we've been friends from day one. Yeah, I mean, I, I think day one, day one, right. day one, and 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 for meeting one, you know, I don't think there was ever any uh, uh, doubt about that. In fact, I would almost argue more that it was more mentorship on, hey, look, make sure that you do this, you do that, because uh, you've never done this before. And I mean, to this day, he's never been wrong. You know, my my funny story is always that. I guess it's not so funny. It's just the typical that anybody who, when they do their first few, and Mark is very clear. He goes, your first few episodes are going to be horrible. And I'll admit, when he told me that, I was like, ah, no, I know what I'm doing. That's not uh, going to happen. And I've gone back several times and watched my first five or six episodes and they they sucked they were awful uh, they were terrible in <laughs> reading off the scripts and they're like this you know and that's not uh, it's not radio it's not podcast and it takes you a little while to figure it out but once you get behind uh, a mic and you start realizing that the mic's not there and you're talking to whoever about whatever it is that you do and and there's i love how you talked about the compassion uh piece of it i don't think uh, anybody can do a podcast if they're not you know compassionate about what they do which is why many people have the ability to do a podcast that don't this is why you see all these young kids making millions of dollars on youtube you know if you watch the ones that are really good it's not what they're doing you know like what's the what's the kid that the one that opens up toys and he's now like a billionaire because yeah, right. everybody, you know, there's nothing special about what the guy does, but it, yeah, he correct. he's compassionate kind of about it. It's obvious that it's exciting for and people to watch. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that's the whole point. Yep. And yeah. you know, what's awesome about podcasting podcasting is not the death of radio. It is the extension of it. It's the savior of it. It's the, continuation for probably another 100 to 200 years until we think of some other way to maybe hologram people into a studio or whatever. But podcasting is not the death of radio. Radio you know, it's been talked about for years that radio's dying, that you know not enough people listen. That's not true. People still get in the cars. they still turn on to any type of satellite. They want to hear somebody else's you, especially if it's on a subject that they enjoy so for me podcasting was just an extension of what I always loved about radio and for my biggest point in getting into it it's really the questions you asked me um, and y'all mentioned it several times and hopefully this is a good takeaway for anybody on the show for me the podcasting was a true not only i mean, clearly I'm compassionate about what I do I wouldn't do any of this if that was the case but the co-brand was so important to me. You know, Stuart mentioned it. uh, Mark knows it. uh, You know, always behind me, you'll see anything that has my branding. You know, my real estate company is not Smoker Broker. It's a very formal SWR group at Keller Williams, you know, but it's my co-brand where people recognize me. And, you know, anybody who has any marketing experience, they'll tell you that co-brand's super important for Merging things together. And for me, the podcast has opened up so many doors. Uh, I would even argue it's probably grown my firm about ten to fifteen percent. Uh, we have people all the time who we interview, and uh, they tell us, they go, well, you know, I cyberstocked you and I watched your I watched your show. and I, and I honestly believe they might not have joined if they hadn't got to spend an hour or two with me. So, you know, uh, and I'm going to break on that because everybody knows I can talk forever. But for me, the major piece of it was the co-branding and the compassion together. You know, both of those things.
1: Amen to that. Yeah. Well, so I appreciate that, Robert. So the kind of backing up for a little bit. Here's what the takeaway that you heard from both these guys today: compassion is is definitely one of the top three. Um, but you got to have the ability to want to do it. That's the number one podcast rule for that I tell everybody. Now, the difference between Robert and Stuart. Stuart wanted to do it. He had the experience. He had the education. It's something he wanted to do for a very long time. Now, he came back. He couldn't find his footing on doing it exactly where he wanted to go uh, until life slowed down. When life finally slowed down and he was able to kind of focus more on him than the family and everything else, um, then, then it was a perfect opportunity for, for, for find that. Now KVI just happened to be at the right place at the right time. It could have been anybody at that, that point. Um, so in Stewart's case, Stuart had a voice. He had the opportunity to come and visit me, which that was really rare. People just don't do that. You just don't go to a radio station. Number one, I did not have a security. I did not my door was 100% open. It always has been open. I don't believe in closing doors. Um, I believe in people walking in and I'm actually okay with that. Um, I've even told my show host and the guests that, Hey, you know, there may be some things going on while you're doing your radio show. Um, it's unfortunate, but you know, one of your guests just may walk in late and it just may walk in. It's okay. Just continue doing your show. Be you right. Or you might want to talk about the person that just walked in front of the window in there. And that's fine too. Be you. Right. So in Stewart's case, I saw something in his eyes. Uh, he had a passion to want to do something. And I was at a perfect opportunity to say, you can do a show. Perfect. I don't have very many shows. I am looking for people who want to do shows. Now I got a guy who wants to come in here and be a DJ part of it. Heck yeah, Let's start the door. Let's get going. So I didn't really care about the idea at that point. I really didn't because I knew whatever he was wanting to do, he had the voice for it. He had the opportunity for it. And he had the one most important part, and that's the passion to want to do it. So the morning that he came in the next morning, I wasn't expecting him to come in, you know, the next morning. But he did. And um, and there it is. And here we are seven years later. Now, in Robert's case, Robert said he made this very clear early on that. He said that there was a time when I was having the discussion with him that I wanted him to go think about it. I wanted him to put some thoughts together and come back to me. Now, there's a difference in the year, year and a half between these two guys that came on to do shows with me. In Robert's case, it was professional. It was business. It was not uh, a comedy. It was not something that he'd been wanting to do for a long, long time. It was not something that he was looking to make money out of. It was a resource to share his experiences, mentoring, so to speak, um, but to give guidance to people that are trying to get into real estate and broker and and share his experience with his pe- his team now i liked what robert had said so it wasn't that i saw a negative in any case what i wanted him to do was to go back think about what he really wanted to do how he wanted to accomplish it and then i wanted him to understand the negatives first before i'm going to tell you the positives you're gonna suck i don't care if you've never done podcasts before If you're doing it now and you just started, your first five suck. It's just – it's as simple as a foothold of I suck because I don't know my voice. I don't know what I want to say. I'm going to be tongue-tied. Yeah, I'd
2: love to meet anybody who's awesome their first podcast. I mean, seriously, I'd be like, how'd you do that? I mean –
1: And you know what's funny is (laughs) – let's just talk about the the kettle and the fiddle here a little bit. Howard Stern, okay? Yeah. He sucked for a long, long time. It wasn't until – serious satellite picked him up that he became a national celebrity part of it. Now that doesn't mean he didn't have all the radio personality over all the years. That does, not that's nothing to do with that.
2: He had to find and, his niche.
1: Yeah he, yeah. he had a niche, but he, he, he had to find the right company, the right persons, the right opportunity for his team to expand and get where they're really going. At that time he'd been terminated from a couple of radio stations because of his vulgar language and the, the stuff he did in the studio and things like that. But you look at all the other podcasters, and I'm going to call them podcasters back in the day, they were doing radio, but they were doing so many other things. Yeah. So the one thing that I always shared with my clients is I always told them, here's three things for you. Number one, you're going to suck your first five shows. You might find your foothold on the first three, and it might you might not find it the first 10, but the first five shows are going to suck because you don't know where you want to be you don't know how you want to be. You don't know what you want to say. You don't know how you're going to feel. You don't know how you're going to interview your guest. You don't know how you're going to start your show off. You don't know how you're going to end your show. But until you get comfortable, it's going to take those five shows. Now, I could take more, I could take less, but the point is, I always said five shows. Number two, you had to have the passion to want to do the show day in and day out on the time at the day and be prepared to have a backup. In Stewart's case, many times he had interviews and then he's like, what do I do? I was like, well, I can't tell you how many times I filled in. I know other clients filled in. I know shows before him and shows after him would come in and he'd like, hey, you got a whole hour to kill. You want to be a guest on my show? My guests didn't show up today. And they're like, well, uh, uh, okay, you know, and they did do it.
2: You know, I, don't, I, I don't always had a backup agenda. I always matter. had it. Uh, I, I was like, if they because he's right, there's so many things. Oh, I can't do this. I'm like, you're kidding, right? Uh, and I always had another show. I was like, well, we'll go this route, we'll do something that I had. I mean, I always had something to where I'd never be dead silent right, on air. I don't think I'd ever be dead silent on air, but I mean, if it, I always had something to go on, always.
0: Yeah. See in your in your case, Robert, uh, you you were the show. You you were the expert in the the field of of real estate, and so you invited your guests in to share some of their experiences. Uh, you share yours with them. If they didn't show up, you could easily go an hour talking Absolutely. About, we about, real estate, about we did it about, the other day about about you yeah. know pick pick three or four up. Uh, uh, part pieces that go into real estate and expound on those. Those were the things that you were going to draw from your your guest. Yeah. yeah. In my case, if my guest didn't show up, I couldn't sit there for an hour to talk about me because my show was that's wasn't a good point. Me.
2: I never thought about that. I've never thought about it from you're right because yeah. it doesn't matter what happens to me, the show will go on regardless. Actually, Mark and my my co host will say I probably talk too much on the damn show. So I, I never thought about that. I, that would be difficult if you literally had to start saying, well, what are we going to talk about? If that, that was the whole purpose of this show, you know, I never yeah, thought. I, mean, like you that. Know,
0: I, I I couldn't sit there and say, Oh, my guest was supposed to be so-and-so and he's done this and he's done that. And I'm going to tell his life story when he is not physically there to do it. So yeah. it would catch me off guard uh, because it was live. Now since we have gone to pre-recording the shows, you uh, know there have been some cases where somebody has has called fifteen minutes before we're supposed to start the recording. Uh, I'm tied up in traffic. I'm not going to. I can't do it, or something, or I woke up this morning and I can't speak. Well, th- then you just reschedule the show. Right. Exactly. and, it's, it's well, not, you know, and I'm,
2: yeah. I'm going to make a point right now, and that because yeah. I think is I think it's the future of of podcasting, and it's the greatest greatest advantage. You know, one of the many things Mark's done very well, we adjusted to COVID. We, COVID, we did not have a five-week, uh, hey, what do we do? Mark right. went from live studio to kind of live studio, but not live studio, kind of what do I do next? And it just evolved to where, and, it, and I think most people in survival mode, they're like, "What? how do you do this? It's the same thing. And ironically, for podcasting, you know, we hit the jackpot. And I tell Mark this all the time because I already thought he adapted to something that was already put in motion. And now to me, it is the future of how people do things. Honestly, I if I wanted to be hard on somebody that has any type of business, I'd be like, how are you not having any type of podcast? How do you not have any type of interaction with people? You used to die to get on. A newscast, a, a news show, or yeah. even the newspaper. Newspaper is right. huge now. We can sit here and do whatever the hell we want for however long we want, as long well as someone will listen to it. Yeah, yeah now you got to
1: pay for it. Now it costs money to, to advertise. Yeah, but even you man, want to yeah, say. yeah. So, exactly. and,
2: and, and that's the extension
0: of what podcasting is all about. First, you have to know who you are and what you yeah. want to accomplish, and then when you're going to share it with a broader audience. Yeah. Uh, you have to understand that that audience is now going to be following what you're saying in in an extent in as an extension of sitting in an office and talking one-on-one you're sharing that one-on-one with with a much broader audience and what's the cost of that zero the idea is to be able to put together a sensible show that gives information and transfers it from one person to an audience and all that now is what makes you a podcaster and that's what that's what gets followers stop and ask yourself you know robert and i have got multiple years of podcasting behind us how many times you run into somebody that says Oh, yeah, I did podcasting for uh, for a year or, you know, a couple of years and everything. But uh, eh, it took up too much time. Uh, <laughs> I didn't really enjoy it. Uh, I, I, I did. I ran out of things to say. You know, you said at the beginning of the show, Mark, you've got to be passionate about it and you've got to be committed to it. Yes. Yeah, You uh, never
2: run out of anything to say if you're compassionate. I don't that care what anybody right. says. You'll never – there's nothing – You'll you'll never run out of anything to say if you're compassionate, and and there are some people that don't have enough of that, and unfortunately, those are probably the boring people right. in the world. But you, get, if you don't have it, it, it that you know anybody, we do say anybody can do it, but you've got to have that piece of it. That has uh, to be a part yeah. of your well, DNA.
1: Well, that brings me on to number three in this list, and number three is markability, and I'm not talking about me; I'm talking about your marketing. What I tell people is, and this is, uh, uh, I'm going to give a shout out and kudos, whether she listens or doesn't listen to this, but a very good colleague of mine that was in Australia when uh, in 2013, 2012, was trying to become an author, um, but she she wrote a couple, I think maybe one or two books, and then she was trying to decide um, how can she be um, a distributor or or somebody that actually helps other authors become an author. Right. So she was trying to figure out how she can be a publisher. And during the process of that, she we were talking on Facebook. So she hit me up and I became an author in a book. And uh, during this concept of her early days, she would do these videos on YouTube and they would be, I don't know, three minutes, seven minutes. You know what we call TikTok videos nowadays. But back then it was was short videos and there wasn't anything more than seven minutes. And typically it was like three minutes. It's called and a problem was about marketing. And one thing that I learned from her that I never learned before in radio. And it's what gave me the light to go into my own radio. A year later, when I was started to think about this, I started to think there's got to be more than me working for another radio station company. Not being able to do what I want to do, say what I want to say, having to worry about the FCC, having to worry about what my manager's going to think, having to deal with my guests. There was so much crap going on in there that I couldn't follow the politics anymore. But this is what she said. And I want you to guys to hear me very clearly because I've never said this to two of you, but I'm going to say this to everybody else listening. Marketability. You have to be the best thing since sliced bread she said and i don't remember exactly word for word if you go to the grocery store and you go to the bread aisle you see nothing but brand after brand after brand of bread how do you choose the bread you want well the number one way you choose bread is the look of the bread the packaging look
2: right look at red bull red bull is an outstanding example there are people who would say they drink Red Bull because they like the color of the effing can.
1: Yep. But that's it. Right. So then she says, how do you choose the bread? Well, you look at it for the marketing part of it. Then you go, Oh, it's white or it's wheat. Oh, it's not local. Oh, it's made in China. Oh, it's made in the U S. So you narrow down the field, but then you choose the bread. You take it home eh, it's okay. Maybe I should try another bread, right? So now I'm going to go back and look again. Well, I'm not going to go with that one. I'm going to go with another one. What ends up happening by the time you get to the second or the third bread is you've realized you've chosen a winner. That's what you're going to start taking home from now on. You do that every day of your life right now. Every time you go to the grocery store, every time you go to the gas station, Every time you go get your oil change, you go to the places that you're comfortable with because of the marketing, because of the convenience, because of the opportunity, because of somebody you know. Something drives you there. It's a marketability. But in podcasting, if you want to be a podcaster and you want to be good, you have to think of yourself as the next best thing since sliced bread. If you can't think of yourself that way, you're not going
2: to make it. Now so that, look, I'm, I'm going to make a comment on that because I, yep. I feel I've, I'm very compassionate about this subject and, and you being such a good friend and you've you've joked about this with me, which means you are a good friend because of it, because I think people who are close to me uh, would say this and I've joked about it before. You know, sometimes I'll, I, you'll get that. Hey, that's an arrogant vibe or whatever. I'm like, ah, I go, you don't know where I'm from. I go, I am literally from the swamps. I go, I don't carry the accent like my dear cousins, but I don't even tell people that I'm from Lafayette because I'm from South of Lafayette. And I go, and I can promise you, anybody from South of Lafayette, Louisiana, doesn't grow up to be arrogant or pushy or showy. But, and this is the part I'm compassionate about. And I tell people this all the time. I go, ah, you should never confuse my confidence for my arrogance. I go, I am very confident about what I do I go I know exactly what I'm doing in the field that I'm doing if real if it's real estate if it's putting together some type of a, a Lego forget it I'm out or some type of a you know any type of handyman type of stuff I'm out but if it's real estate I can promise you I know exactly what I'm talking about I rarely and, and that is where you get the arrogant huh? about 95 percent of the time I should be right in that subject, but it has nothing to do with being arrogant. It has to do with being very confident in seeing it over and over and over again. That's a fight I have with a lot of people Amen. when they said, I'm like, oh, yeah, you don't know me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well- and, and, and Robert, I, I I think you're absolutely right. Because I think there's a lot of people that want to get into podcasting that think I'm going to become everything to everybody. Yeah. And you, you can't do that. You have to find your niche. You have to, to, to develop that niche. Your niche is in real estate. Now, look, if there are millions of people out there that say, listen, I like listening to podcasts and I'm in real estate and I want to focus on listening to real estate podcasts. It's the old old pick the bread theory. And that is you've got to try following a few different podcasts. If there are some that make you yawn and you're not getting anything out of it, Then you go on, you try another one. And you find the one that says every week, week after week, that I want to go back and listen for more.
2: So that's the greatest compliment that we take on our podcast.
0: That's right. Is
2: that when someone tells us, hey, I listen to you every week. I'm like, you know what? That is freaking meaningful. I go, that's unbelievable. You think I have something that that's important, that every time we put one of these things out, you watch or you tell me, hey, you haven't put one out in a while. Well, that's a to me because I'm usually the lazy one. But it, that's a great thing. I, you know, I, I have some uh, people I would never have thought would have spent the time. Like I have some, like, super wealthy friends. And every once in a while, they would be like, hey, I love that podcast. Did <laughs> you actually watch that? They go, ah, the topic was something that I was dealing with. I'm like, that's great. You know, those are important those are things for me. Yeah, are. They yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's interesting when you guys make me think about how I got started in radio and, um, I was just sitting here on a calculator and measuring out the the dates and I'm about to hit 30 years in radio. Incredible. Um, I, here's what's interesting. So if you guys don't know what a BBS is, this was back before internet bulletin board systems. Right. Um, so it and, was
2: bulletin board. I couldn't remember the rest of the system in 1991,
1: 1992, somewhere in there. I started doing bulletin board systems, um, pretty much around that time. And I did it for many years at one time I had 16 phone lines. I can't tell you back to the day when my phone bill was, you know, $350 a month because lines were, were, uh, you know, $38 a line. Um, at the time. And uh, and then my bill was $800 and something a month. But anyways, I was doing FidoNet, which was providing resources and internet information before internet was internet. And so people would log on, get all the news updates that I could get. And I had a thing called Blue Mustang. Um, I had an 88 Mustang GT and that was my, I couldn't think of a name. And uh, the one before that was something like uh, something, a Computer Works by Mark or something like that. And it didn't work out, so I called it Blue Mustang, and then everybody started liking it. And I was in Computer Currents Magazine, which was one of Dallas's oldest magazine back at the time. It was a big old 24-inch by 17-inch magazine. It was freaking huge <laughs> newspaper magazine. And I was in that thing in a full page about Blue Mustang Bulletin Board. And every time they would put the publication out every couple of months, uh, I was expanding two or three lines. And so I got into that. Well... Then I kind of got out of it because bulletin boards went away. I partnered with a company in uh, uh, somewhere in California, and it was called Mustang BBS, and it was a, a Wildcat software was the software, and it had this FidoNet bulletin board slash kind of brand-new internet connectivity um, that was uh, a Windows interface. It was a whole brand-new, and it didn't take off very long, and all of a sudden the internet came out. You know, Even though it came out earlier, and now it was like everybody's going to get it at home. And so I, for, for a couple of years there until I'm trying to think, I want to say 1997, I was sitting at home. No, actually, no, it was in 1998. Yeah. Cause I, Kim and I got married and I was sitting uh, at home and uh, her mom had, was uh, uh, getting diagnosed with cancer um, or some other illness. I can't remember exactly. And she, I was bored. I was staying at home, and so it was late at night. It was around eight o'clock at night, and uh, I was on Shoutcast at the time, using WinApp, connecting with radio stations all over. Win the WinApp.
2: <laughs> and
1: I connected with this group that had this little web page uh, audio that would do this on Friday nights, and the the show was called Broad and cast Live, and it was in Canada on ninety seven point seven, I think. <laughs> Um, I don't remember the call letters, but, I, and I didn't know anything about the radio station. I didn't know anything. I just know it was a show and they did it late at night. I was on it for a couple of months. And then one night the girl that was doing the show, her and I had all this great opportunity. She was, Hey, we're about to have some physical changes. How would you like to be a DJ and be a guest on our show all the time? And I was like, Phew. Um. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I. I have all those years of experience. Yeah. I can do it. Yeah. Oh.
0: You had this. You had the same moment I had.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I. Well. I kind of. You know. Excuse my French. But I had the oh shit moment there for a minute because after I talked <laughs> to the girl on the on the air, I turned to my wife and go, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I, she just. She just gave. She gave me a list. She goes, go out and find musicians. I was like, oh yeah, I know tons of musicians. I knew three. Yeah. You know. So I lied. But I was like, I, got this. I can do this. I'm going to get out there. And the next thing uh, we did a couple of shows and I had my three guests on and then I found two or three from resources and references. And then next thing I know, I had 10 to 20 and and then I did it for like six months. And then all of a sudden one day they were like, hey, how would you like to do 8 p.m. to 8 a.m.? I was like, "Uh, wait a minute. what?" <laughs> Yeah, you're doing the graveyard shift. How'd you like to do your own show from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m.? I go, who the hell's going to listen? She's like. The old Venus right. Venu flytrap. Yeah, we got thousands
0: of Right, right.
1: Yeah, we got thousands of people listening. <laughs> I was like, really? Can you prove it to me? And they're like, so they did. They proved me the numbers that, you know, there's like 5,000 people that listen all night long. And um, I was like, okay, fine, I'll do it. So I got my kick into being a DJ, and I did that for many years. And I never really tell that story very often, but I was uh, brought in cast live and I was on there for a couple of years. It turns out that the broad cast was getting terminated and leaving for whatever case. And so the manager was providing me an opportunity, this whole, you know, of just doing music. And I did. I brought in. I met probably thousands of musicians all over the world. I, half of them, I don't even remember today. I, I, I am friends with one on Facebook. Um, but right off the, right off the uh, tip of my tongue, I can't remember her name, um, but she was my longest term running DJ, guest helper, music slasher, did everything with me, was there for at least four or five years off and on. And I had this void um, and I quit because I got burned. I it was, you know, 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. When you do that a couple of years. You get burned. You get tired. You get you get your brain fart. You have no more energy, no more musicians, no more music, no more time. You are just burnt. Yep. So I took some time off. And one of my friends, um, years later, I don't even remember what it was, uh, Major Andrew White came up to me and said, hey, by the way, um, I'm going to be retiring soon, and I'm going to get in radio. And I look back, and I go, don't do it. He's like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you, what do you mean? Don't get in. Don't do it. Don't do what? And I go, don't get the radio. It sucks. You don't want to do it. Don't just don't. 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 And he's like, um well, I already signed a contract. Don't. I turned around and we were at um. Oh man, we were a little uh, Chinese restaurant. I was having orange chicken. I remember that day, and I almost <laughs> dropped the chicken out of my mouth. And I went
2: mm, what. Panda.
1: And he's like, yeah, I already signed the contract. And I I remember grabbing my ears going, please tell me you have a backup for this because you're going to suck. It's not, you're not going to like it. You're going to hate it. And he's like, I go, I I, I got out of it because it sucked. I I don't want to do it. I um, I, know, no. So we didn't have, that was the meeting. Everything was good. We're still friends. And then three months later, It was on a Sunday, same place, wanted to have lunch. And he was telling me how good everything was. And then once I got my dinner done, there was a point for that because he didn't want me to drop my dinner on my mouth again. (laughs) So he waited until I finished eating. And then he said, hey, I want to talk to you about some personal business. I said, sure. Okay. Yeah. And um, I was willing to listen. And he said, you're right. Radio sucks. I hate it. I can't get guests on manager sucks i hate her i don't like it i can't get out of the contract i'm in it for three years what what do you mean you're in it for three years
2: three years <laughs>
1: well, 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 well uh, he goes yeah. So i'm paying thousands of whoa, whoa thousands of dollars a month and he goes yeah it's like 2,000 2,300 something like that i go you don't even know and he goes, i don't remember she made me a deal at 17 and the price went up i i go okay andrew stop what do you need and he goes, Well, I need you to come on next Sunday. I need you to be my guest. I'm on from two to four PM on Sundays on um on an AM radio station. AM <laughs> okay. Don't? That's fine. Okay. Uh or at least stereo am. I mean what and he goes, no, no, it's just a Christian radio. A Christian radio station. What? Don't oh now we can't cuss, can't do anything? Oh, dude. Talk, talk about
0: three three strikes. You're yeah. two to four. On a Sunday on AM.
1: Right. Yes. And now I got to follow the FCC rules again. (laughs) Holy crap. So we did it, by the way, did it for many years. And then um, around, around 2000, I don't know, 14, 13, maybe 2013. I, I, I had enough. I didn't like the manager. I couldn't get it. We, we were the highest ranking show in its history we were the longest running show in its at that point in its history. Uh, because everybody would be out for the first year, or two years. We were in it already for three or four years. We were the only veteran show in the Dallas fort Worth area, and we were the longest running veteran show for five years running. And I wanted to move on a date that was prime time. And they were like, Nope, absolutely not. You're gonna stay on Sundays two to four. And I'm like, but we suck at that time. We need to be on a Wednesday primetime Tuesday. We need to be a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, no Monday, no Saturday, no Sunday, no Monday, no Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Can we do that? And, there, <laughs> and from, we were finally walking down on Wednesday. And then finally she said, no, nope, no. Nope. Turns out later on, long story short, she made the decision. She never talked to the owner, never talked to the radio station. And um, and so I found that out and I quit. And I told I told Andrew I quit. And he goes, well, I can I got seven more months. And I go, you're going to have to deal with it. So I went and I went the next day that was on a, I quit Friday, did not show up on Sunday and Monday I went and started the business name and I started the company. And that's how I got into radio on my own and podcasting, which happened about six to eight months later. Uh, and that was in 2014. So I tell you all that because look, no one's perfect in this podcast world. No. um, but going back to the top three things, right? You have to have passion. You got to want to do it. You got to have a backup plan. There's all kinds of podcast 101s that we can tell you. But what I will tell you is don't worry about anybody out there, whether they're going to listen or not listen. You're not perfect. You're not going to be perfect for a while. Don't worry about the money and the financial part of that. Because if you're good and you market yourself right, you'll get there. But you're not going to do it right out the podcast, right out the gate. If you have a voice, you have a passion, put it out there. Just put it out on your own website. There's uh, tons and tons of free sites out there that you can get your own podcast and put it out there. And, and you can you do know.
0: Face, Facebook Live.
1: Yeah, Facebook Live. Just do things. Get it out there. They're either going to listen or they're not. I can't tell you how many people do a show and then leave and go do something else and they find their niche, right? Uh, you You can go look up Dude Perfect out there. Dude Perfect is a group of guys, but they're still the originals that are out there. And they sucked their first couple of years doing the projects and things they did until they found their niche and what people wanted to see and how people wanted to perceive them. And so they did their thing and they became big. And now there are kinds of all kinds of marketing stuff that's out there. That they do that. So I would tell you, just don't have fear, you know, have the passion and go out there and do the podcast that you want to do because you want to do it. And then everything else will just come back into play. That's how I approached Stuart with it because I didn't care what he had or he didn't have. I saw a gleam in his eyes. That was the passion. Robert, I saw the same thing in his eyes. The difference was Robert was business and I didn't want Robert to go out and stink and suck and have a problem that his business and his people, and I didn't have the details. So until he had all the details, I didn't want him to jump in as, you know, and follow. I think that's
2: a great comment. Great comment. And yeah.
1: so that's what we're giving you today as a takeaway that we can talk More and more about this later on And we may do a few more podcast shows And we talk about our experience and stuff But Stuart, Robert, I do appreciate you guys coming on And I do appreciate your friendship Your mentorship um, But mostly your friendship Over the years Because I wouldn't be where I'm at today If it wasn't because of two of you guys And I don't think I would have gotten any more clients Any more friends and people If it wasn't because of the two of you Here's something you guys don't know There were many shows along the way That I fired money or no money. I terminate them. They did not have the passion. They did not have the time to put into it. They failed. Every single roadblock was being pushed in front of me. And I was like, you're making my station and my clients that I have already look bad. You don't have it. Um, And I hated it. I hated to tell clients that they suck. They they don't have it. I couldn't say it word for word, but I had to go to them and say, you don't have it. And then, and I, and, and and two or three of them, I can tell you right now, went off to go do it with somebody else because they were mad at me. Yeah, sure. And within three months, they lost their shows and they were totally done because the company said the same thing to them.
2: Yeah.
1: I always have had a gut feeling. It's, it's, it's the passion. So that's what our takeaways today is. Stuart, before we head out, do you have any final thoughts that you would like to share before we close out this podcast one on one? Well, you
0: know, n- number one, there I think a lot of people say I would like to do a podcast, but you don't. You don't walk before you crawl. You know, start by getting an idea of what you want to do. Formulate a plan sit down with somebody like Robert or sit down with somebody like myself and say, you know, you guys are successful at it. How can I become successful? And what Mark said is true. You ain't going to do it overnight, but what you got to do is think about it. And if you want practice a little bit, if you think you're going to suck the first five shows that you're going to do, then try and, and work through those shows before you go live and try and get that suck out of your system so that when you do go live, you're a step ahead of the game. It's 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 a plan. Yeah, you've got to have a passion. You also have to have knowledge of what you want to accomplish with your podcast. Is it going to be a 15-minute podcast? Is it going to be an hour and a half? What, whatever it is, you've got to think it out and have a plan so you're not sitting there going, um, um, um. Uh, and it's, and it's a matter of, of just putting yourself in the right frame of mind to say, when that mic goes on, I'm going to be a success at what I'm doing. And I'm not going to let anything or anybody stop me from doing that.
1: Love it. Robert.
2: Yeah. I'm not going to tread anything on what he said. I couldn't have gone anymore. I would tell you podcasting is an extension of life. It's a communication as to who you are. It's giving you the opportunity to talk to, wor- to the world from wherever you are, letting you say what you want to say. And right. if that message is good or bad or whatever it is that you want to communicate, there are people who will listen to it. And if you do it right, it just could be something super special for you. And there's no reason not to do it because it's no different than talking in a coffee shop or at a bar. It's it, it's the what we do every day. And that's why talk show is so entertaining and so Enthralling for people to watch because it's talking about their daily lives.
1: Absolutely love Spot that.
0: on. Spot
2: so, on.
1: So I'll end it with this. Uh, Stewart just mentioned something that's kind of funny. So we had a when when we were doing kvgi radio, we had a DJ on there, DJ Lagrone, Henry Lagrone, to be exact, was a DJ in LA for a long time, and uh, so he came on, did uh, several Friday nights of music for a while, and finally one day he was like, hey. You know your idea of kind of getting on video. You know, let's do a show sometime. So I had this idea based on Daryl Hall from Hall and Oates had a TV show, and it was about interviewing musicians and talking to them about their family and what they like to eat and things like that. So we did this show called The Listening Room, which, by the way, I'm actually considering bringing that back because um, yeah. it was Daryl Hall's
2: been super super uh, successful with his podcast. Yeah, it was a really
1: good show. My point is, Stuart said, um. And you, you find that out. Well, so Henry did this show and three weeks later, after we'd done two or three more shows, he came back to me, he goes, you know, I finally listened to the first show and he goes, can we, can we remove it? And I go, why? And he goes, he goes, I, I can't hear myself. Number one. I can't, I don't like my voice on the radio. And I said, Oh, that's funny. that You said that he goes, yeah, but dude, I, I got to figure out how to be a better voice. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, so what's going on? He goes, I said super fly 47 times in the one hour show. Every time somebody said something, I would say super fly. And I and so I okay. He changed his word, but then the next show was um. And he's like, God darn it, I get it 40 something times. Um, 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 um. And it's hard. It's hard to have. Well, I sla- I slapped
2: my lips for like the first five or ten times, all I could hear. It, it was embarrassing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, we all have those things, right? There I get tongue tied all the time because I I try to start a show and I try to end a show and then I have a brain fart right when I'm doing it. Yeah. And then it's okay, guys. You just got to be yourself and be out there. So, we're going to enter we're going to end the show this way. We appreciate you guys listening to us and we we try to mentor and help you the best way we can. What I can tell you is if you'll go to the mentorproject.live we do a podcast series. It releases on the second Tuesday, the second Friday and the fourth Friday of every month, so twice a month. If you want to be a mentor, go to our contact page and reach out to us. If you want to do a podcast, I will throw this out to you. It won't be in words in the caption that you're going to read on this, but it will be here voice, and I'm going to say it right now. If you want to do a podcast, I'll do one free podcast show with you, and I'll mentor and teach you because I believe that if you go that far, then you have something it means you, I can't see your eyes, but you have a gleam in your eyes, a passion, something you want to do. I'll give you a show one hour, 30 minutes, whatever. I'll give you a podcast to do that. If you're listening to this, that's part of me mentoring you and I'll help you do that one time. And that's
2: a gift. That's a gift that anybody should take like immediately. Correct.
1: Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, guys, we talked a lot longer than I was expecting to take. And I really we, always, we always we do. Always do. We always do. I really didn't think it would go this far. I figured we could do this in 15 or 20 minutes, but I lied. I'm sorry, not sorry. Um, but hey, I am one of the mentors here at the mentor project and the Stuart Sachs and Robert Mesh pre you guys to the no ends on your friendship and your opportunity to spend time tonight and talk about podcast 101. We're going to do this again. We're going to talk about more things. I know you guys have got more stories, but guys, you listening, thank you for listening appreciate it. And if you need some help, we're here. If you want to be a mentor, go to the contact page. We're looking for more mentors. We're wanting to expand in all different kinds of countries and all different kinds of worlds. So give us a call. We're right out there. You can find us on the Mentor mentorproject.live. This is the Mentor Project Podcast, and we're out of here. We will see you on the next episode. Thanks, guys.
0: You've been listening to the Mentor Project Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode while you're at it. Help spread the word by leaving a five-star review. Visit TheMentorProject.live for the latest blog updates and find us on social media at thementorprojectlive.